Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Afternoon on the eve of college football in the state of Montana and on the day of high school football in the state of Montana. It is a fantastic Friday. Thanks for being here. It is to tell Nuanas 1029 ESPN radio. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy, and online at KurtzPolaris.com. You can find us on the World Wide Web, 1029ESPN.com. There you can listen live to the stream, the stream available thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity if you want to call. Man, I'd love to have you call me today. 329-1899, 329-1899, the phone number, all guests. Join us via the Rangage Brothers RV phone line. Coulter is out today. He is on the road on his way to Dave Matthews. Oh, yes, indeed. It is uh, Grateful Dave. What do they call it? Dave Palooza. Okay, all that stuff. Over at the Gorge for uh, the Labor Day weekend. I I mean, just book it, right, every year at the Gorge for Dave Matthews. So he is a happy man, and you know what? So am I, because it is a Friday, and it is a football Friday at that, and uh, I'm very happy to be on board with you here in a while uh, at some point coming through here. Regime Seabrook, our dear friend Regime, going to come in, sit down with uh, me for a while. We'll uh, chop it up on, I'm sure, football-related topics throughout the course of this day uh, with Regime when he gets here. Uh, but uh, for now, it's you and it's me, and we got a ton of stuff here. We're going to obviously start with the uh, the games tomorrow uh, for uh, Montana and Montana State. Got a little bit of sound for you from Bobby Houck uh, after practice, or excuse me, before practice, I guess, on Wednesday. Uh, the Montana uh, and Montana State football teams leaving today to their respective destinations in Lubbock, Texas for the Cats and uh, Vermilion, South Dakota for the uh, University of Montana Grizzlies. Actually, the Grizzlies are flying to Iowa 
driving 45 minutes to Nebraska, staying the night there, and then tomorrow we'll finish uh, another you know uh, 45 minutes hour long leg of driving actually to the stadium. So uh, you know it sounds a little bit bigger than it is. They're all you know very close in there on the. The eastern side of the uh, states of Nebraska and South Dakota and on the western side of uh, Iowa. Uh, But nonetheless, sort of an odd way to go about it. Uh, So we will hear from uh, Bobby Houck, talk a little bit more about these football games. We also are going to talk some high school football today, the knock on sports. Anthony Knockreiner from KGEZ up in Flathead. Uh, Kalispell is going to join us. He has uh, compiled a statewide uh, preseason poll for all of the high schools, uh, all the classes. And so we will go through those uh, with him and talk about uh, specifically class AA football in the state of Montana. Is that all? gets rocking and rolling tonight. Great day uh, for high school sports. We'll hear from him. We also, of course, it's a Friday, are going to have Carolyn, our dear friend Carolyn Chick, who does not know about sports, going to join us and talk to us about sports in a very ironic way. Okay. We also uh, are going to hear from Coach Dane Oliver. We caught up with Dane Oliver earlier this week, and his interview, we will bring that to you as well. He's the head coach of the Sentinel Spartan boys football team, and uh, they are uh, optimistic about their season ahead. I think uh, in terms of the city of Missoula, uh, Sentinel is, is probably expected to have the best team of the three this year, particularly with the transfer of Jackson Lee into uh, Sentinel for uh, his senior year and uh, getting some 11-man experience under his, under his belt before he goes on to play uh, at the University of Montana. But we'll have uh, Dan Oliver as well. So plenty to get to, of course. Uh, talk some 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 FBS college football as well. Maybe not too much NFL, though. I mean, this it's, it is college football weekend after all, isn't it? Now, here's what I want to know, Reese. You're sitting in there in the back. It is, by the way, Florence Coffee Company. Coffee Friday. Let's take a little coffee break here. We got ourselves. I got myself a big time, big time latte. I'm fired up for a uh, Friday afternoon going into football. You're driving around. You got got an Americano back there for Reese, for Tommy. You're driving around out there in the world. You're close to a Florence Coffee Company kiosk right now. So why don't you drop into one, go swing in, get yourself a little fuel for the uh, afternoon and evening. You can stay up late. You can sleep in. It's a Labor Day weekend for crying out loud. Won't even be here on Mondays. You got to get something to get you through 72 hours, right? 72 hours off. I'll take that. That sounds great to me. I'm gonna enjoy a little bit of coffee. Just a mm, mm, quick sip and they nail it every single time they do it over there. Appreciate the Florence Coffee Company. Uh, Reese, I mean, I'm the only one in here. You might as well put that camera straight on me. You know what I'm saying? Turn that thing over here on SWX Montana Television. There you go. Yeah, right here. Okay? Very narcissistic today. Get me right in that thing. Okay. Just want to make sure I'm messing around. When Regime comes in here, then we can get Regime on the screen, too. But, I mean, for now, for crying out loud, give the people what they want. My grill on your big screen television. Welcome for that, SWX Montana across the state. Hey, tomorrow, it's finally happening. I'm pumped up about this. We've been talking about this all week long. Uh, but it is finally here, and it is exciting. The uh, University of Montana at South Dakota and Montana State uh, at uh, at Texas Tech. Let's start with Montana State just a little bit. And I do think that it is it's an, it is a, a silver lining to this game. In fact, I mean... Not even a silver lining. I think this is a legit positive for Montana State because Montana State is for the first time in the Jeff Choate era entering a season with major expectations external to the program. Every 
coach and player is going to sit there and tell you nobody puts more pressure on us than we put on ourselves and we always have you know greater expectations than what everybody else has etc cetera, et cetera. you know what that's all fine and good the reality is when people expect you to be at a certain level a high level that 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 is impactful to you as a coach to you as a player and to the program as a whole and for the first time this is the first time since Jeff Joe's been there that there have been expectations from everybody about what Montana State's going to do. That stems from the program that Jeff Choate has built, the talent level that has been built up there, and it is significant in Bozeman. And it stems also, frankly, from the schedule they got, which is setting up very nicely, at least on paper. And again, we all understand this is going to change. The, 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 the preseason poll 1 through 13 is not going to look like 1 through 13 when we get to week 11 and 12 of the season. Okay, I get that. But the point is, is that there's a lot of teams flat out Montana State ain't playing. They're not playing Weber State. They're not playing Eastern Washington. Okay? Don't don't kid yourself. That matters. Okay? And that's that's nobody's fault. It's, 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 nothing. it's just a fact of the matter. And that sets up really well for the Bobcats this year. And so with a very good team and with a schedule that they have come significant expectations. That starts for Montana State week two. <laughs> Week two, there are no expectations for Montana State tomorrow against a Big 12 opponent in Texas Tech. None. And that is, I think, a major benefit to start your season off, and, and specifically that it's the first game. You know, you can play Texas Tech the third game. Montana plays Oregon the third game. I think you want to get started in a game. Like you don't want to go out and get blown out in any game. You don't want to start a season off with a you know, 40-point loss. And I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen to Montana State. In fact, I don't think that is what's going to happen to Montana State. But it could. But you, Of course, that's not what you want. But also, at least you get to go up there and go play ball, get your redshirt freshman quarterback his first start of his career in the biggest atmosphere that he's going to play in this season in terms of total numbers. And you know what? At the end of the day, win, lose, draw, annihilation, you could go, you know what? Doesn't matter. Let's get on the plane, let's go back to Bozeman, and let's get ready for the rest of the season. Let's get ready for week two because this is when it matters. And so you get that under your belt. It's not by accident, by the way. Ten Big Sky Conference games tomorrow, seven of them will be against FBS opponents and five of those against Power 5 FBS opponents. Fully half of the Big Sky Conference teams is playing up in a big way tomorrow. Eastern Washington is at Washington. Idaho is at Penn State. I think Portland State is going to Arkansas. Okay? And then, of course, Montana State there at Texas Tech. Montana is actually one of the few schools that is, is playing a like opponent tomorrow. And we understand the financial aspects of this, but I think it's good for teams in that week one game, which is always so odd. So odd to get an opportunity to get the reps, to get the nerves out, to experience live action, to get hit, to hit somebody and do all that stuff and then see where you're at at the end. But the game doesn't really matter. It really is not going to be considered when it comes to playoffs for an at-large bid for Montana State. will be completely thrown out. And it's not going to obviously impact anything conference-wide. The only thing that's going to matter is health. And you know what? 
That's that's the reality every single football game that you play. So tomorrow for Montana State in Lubbock, go out, play free. Nerves, certainly, but not tight. You can be nervous without being tight. And by the way, I think as soon as the game starts, you know, you just sit there and you go, you know what? Let's rock and roll. Let's see what we got today. You get into that mindset, you go play, you make a tackle, you run the football, and and uh, and when you know five o'clock rolls around, you look at the scoreboard and see where you're at. So I think that's good for Montana State, and I'm excited about this football game. And by the way, the line on this game has moved three points in the direction of Texas Tech. It opened at 25 or 25 and a half. It's up to 28 and a half. So over four touchdowns now. Still nothing like the 33, 34 points. I think Texas State was a 33-point dog. They did not cover at Texas A&M last night. Uh, Georgia Tech also blown out by Clemson yesterday. So there's been some 30-point uh, uh, margins on the board. So this is, you know, this is not that. So there's, I mean, there's far bigger numbers than 28 points that have been out there. But it's pretty obvious who the favorite is, right? I mean, it's pretty. The money line's plus 2,600. That's that's. A pretty, a pretty clear-cut expectation there. As far as the University of Montana goes, they have a much bigger game uh, because it's a game that matters at every level. It matters in terms of their season, uh, in in terms of the uh, you know potential at-large playoff, both in terms of record and in terms of who they're up against. And it matters for the Big Sky Conference because it is now the next game of the Big Sky Missouri Valley uh, Challenge. And that started yesterday, by the way, with Northern Arizona. Northern Arizona did uh, beat Missouri State. Uh, that game finishing off, I believe it was uh, 38-23, if I've got that right. I'll have to check. 37-23, maybe. Yeah, 37-23 for Northern Arizona over Missouri Valley. That was actually, that's the one game where the Big Sky team is going to be fully favored to win that one individual game. Uh, so Northern Arizona goes and gets it done. Chris Ball era opens uh, for the Lumberjacks with a W against, again, the one team that really isn't part of the picture as such uh, at uh, in the Missouri Valley Conference. But tomorrow, the Grizzlies, they go to SDU, South Dakota, play the Yotes. They've won the last five times they've played uh, South Dakota. They're 12-6 and six all time. They've play, they played South Dakota three times consecutive, consecutively from 2012 2014, uh, twice in Missoula and once in Vermilion. They won all three of those games. However, they were all close. In particular, the the last time this game was played in Vermilion, Montana, I think, won by three. 31-28, maybe 31-27. And Ellis Henderson kick return for a touchdown, the difference in that football game. So this was a very, very competitive game. Of course, Joe Glenn, the head coach at that time of South Dakota. So now, a whole new, a whole new setup. Bob Nielsen, new head coach, a brand new new head coach since the last time these teams played, uh, 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 and uh, Travis Johansson, the brand new defensive coordinator, and Montana has no idea what's coming. Talk to Bobby Houck prior to practice on Wednesday. We'll hear a little. Let's hear a little bit of sound from him. Uh, just a couple of questions back and forth about this game and about the two deep that was released. Depth chart came out today. Jesse Sims did. Is, it? It did. For us, anyways. Got it. Uh, the, and uh, Jason Sims is listed as, as a nose guard on that. Will he play there consistently just in the middle of the interior? Is he a guy that can move around a fair amount on, on that front line? Yeah, we move our guys around all over the place. So 
that's the base position, I guess you'd call it. As you get prepared, you know, continue to prepare for South Dakota. Uh, I know that Coach Johansson is a bit of an unknown as the defensive coordinator, likes to be very versatile from what I understand defensively. Is tempo going to be a part of, of what you do offensively in terms of changing up your cadences or going quick compared to huddling up and that sort of thing? Well, we kind of do both. We huddle and, and we don't. So, I mean, we'll, we'll do both. It's what we do. Um, you know, we're going to try to figure out not knowing uh, how much of uh, the head coach's defense and how much of the defensive coordinator's defense we're going to see may slow us down a little bit. Touch on uh, just their quarterback, Austin Simmons. Uh, kind of flies under the radar, but had over 3,000 yards last year and uh, 18 touchdowns, and he's returning nine of his 10 pass catchers. I guess, can you touch on just what you're looking to slow him down with and how that'll present a challenge? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't describe a guy who led the conference in total and passing yards is under the radar personally so I don't know I don't think he's under the radar I think he's a good player and and uh, certainly when your best player is your quarterback it gives you a chance to win a lot of games and then another guy who's coming back for them obviously Philip Powell though but he didn't play much last year he's a safety he was an all-american in 2017 and only three games how does that add to their defense obviously when you get a guy back like that I think they're good in the secondary um kind of starts with him you know we don't have a whole bunch of tape on him from a year Coulter some people like the Clark Fork some people like the Flat Hood the Bitterroot my favorite river has always been Blackfoot we finally agree on something me too I love Thibodeau Falls I love Rainbow's End I love the Blackfoot River you know if a company was smart they just name themselves Blackfoot by God look at the geniuses over here at Blackfoot they've gone and they've done it and now guess what they're working around the clock and around the state to lay hundreds of miles of fiber optic cables to increase hugely the the efficiency and the speed of communication across the state of Montana. It's pretty likely you already know Blackfoot as a local partner for internet, voice, professional services, anything you need to fuel your growing business. But like you said, they're building hundreds and hundreds of miles of cable across Montana. And right now, they're expanding their fiber network into Bozeman, St. Ignatius, and other regions. Find out more about what Blackfoot does. Give them a call, 866-541-5000, or go to goblackfoot.com. That's goblackfoot.com. You can click on the link here on the Podbean site, or if you're listening in elsewhere, just copy the URL, drop it in there, goblackfoot.com. Go, but he's, he's uh, reputed to be a good player, and that's what we see on tape, and I, I think he's got some good people around him, too. Robertson won one of the safety spots. What have you seen out of him in camp, and what, what was the thing that, that kind of gave it to him to hear uh, week one? Well, he shows up all over the field. He shows up in the kicking game as well as on defense, makes a lot of tackles. You know, he's a good-looking kid in his uniform, so he just kind of pops off the screen. Will you script the first series of plays offensively or set of plays to try and get a feel for what they're doing defensively or will you will you feel that out from from the start we do some of that week to week uh some weeks there's uh it's more extensive than others um this week that's not our our thing because we don't really i mean it's going to be a little fly by the seat of your pants for us do you have a preference for uh season openers home or away does that matter much to you I don't have any control over that, so I don't care. Would you rather be at home? I just, I just want to play somebody else. I don't care where it is. We'll play them at 2 in the morning out there in the parking lot. The horn goes off, and practice starts, and off goes Coach Houck into the sunset. Uh, 
couple of things out of that uh, beyond just ready to play at 2 a.m. in the parking lot. Of course. Why not? Let's do it. Um, I thought it's interesting that they that you go no scripts. The scripts thing is is always sort of, uh, I don't know if it's, it's, it's I, I'm not sure when it works and when it doesn't work or how to use it or not. I know a lot of coaches like to script plays. It seems to me that scripting plays when you don't know what the defense is going to be, um, I, I can see an argument for it and against it. When you just talk about, first of all, if you don't know what they're going to do, let's do the things that we do. That, and also, we know a set of plays, in theory, that's going to show us their initial hand. We're going to be able to see what they're up to by running certain plays. You know that you're not trying to score a touchdown on every play, right? You're aware of this, right, when it comes to the philosophy of putting together an offense and calling plays. What you're trying to do on many plays, yes, gain yards, yes, get yourself ahead of the sticks and all that kind of stuff, but also to see what the defense is doing. You might call a play that you're pretty sure isn't going to do anything just to see the way one particular player reacts, the way a safety follows or releases on a particular player. You know, so you, you know, I'm not saying there's lots of throwaway plays where you don't care to what the result is, but there's plays that are called explicitly to watch the defense and see how they react to it. And in a situation like this, it seems like you could script plays, put, you know, five, eight in a line and go, we're going to run these, we're going to watch what the defense does, and then we're going to start articulating what we do based on, on that, based on how the defense is reacting. The other side of it is, but you got no idea what the defense is going to do. You just have to see how they line up and call the plays you go. Go call your first play, and from that point on, down a distance, situational, make it happen. And 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 hope for the best. So, sounds like Bobby Out not going to script plays uh, here on, uh, on the game tomorrow. Uh, they'll go out, and they will... I'll, I'll be really interested to watch uh, the first... Well, the first couple of possessions uh, for Montana in this game and watch what the defense does and how, uh, you know, Coach Rosenbaugh, Coach Houck, try to deal with uh, a, a significant unknown, both in terms of uh, personnel a little bit and obviously in terms of scheme. The other thing is tempo. And this is one thing that I thought Montana did do well last year, and I think that teams are starting to figure out, you know, we, we have sort of exited the uh, past history of, you know, the, 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 the slow, use up the entire play clock, huddle up every time type of football. Now, there's times where you need that. There's times where you need to be able to do that. But basically, increasing the speed of the game has been the trend, and in some cases, go absolutely as fast as you can. Torrid pace to get going. What I don't think has been done as much is a conscious and, and uh, uh, deliberate attempt to mix it up, to change the pace that you go at offensively. That's one thing that you have complete control of. You got the ball, you can snap it whenever you want to. So get up there and go as quick as you can to get a defense on its heels and then slow it up and get them kind of unsettled. Now they're up here, they're ready to go, and you just take your time with it. And you can get a defense to sort of Expect maybe a longer amount of time between snaps and then all of a sudden get up and quick snap it. And teams are starting to do this up, do this more, mix up the cadences, mix up the speeds, mix up the tempo, 
I thought Montana did a nice job of that last year, and I expect to see more of that throughout the course of this season. But that is something that that you can really start to, if you get on a roll with it, I guess is the way to say it. Because certainly defenses can can play with you, but if you get on a roll with it, you can keep a defense really off balance from from the snap of the ball and even before it. And that is, uh, you know, the name of the game. We'll see if they're able uh, to do that, Montana. Tomorrow, South Dakota, you heard uh, Coach uh, Hauk mention, I don't think that the the guy who threw for the most yards in uh, in the Missouri Valley last year is under the radar, but Austin Simmons is returning quarterback. They uh, Yotes also returning their two of their top three wide receivers, including their number one wide receiver, Kai Henry, from a year ago. Kai Henry and Levi Falk represent 1,200 yards and seven touchdowns returning at the wide receiver position. So they got... They got a good passing game. It's not great. It's not prolific. But, again, it's in a conference that runs the ball a lot. So 3,100 yards and uh, 18 touchdowns against only eight interceptions last year for Austin Simmons is strong. 61% completion percentage uh, for uh, for him on the year last year. And in 11 games, he threw zero or one interception in 10 of them. And in the other one, he only threw two. So he, he did a nice job of protecting the football. Uh, so, you know, it's, if, if, if Montana gets a takeaway in the air, uh, that's going to be a win for the Grizzlies because this is a kid who does not turn the ball over very much. He's a senior. Kai Henry also senior. Levi Falk, a, a junior this season. So they are a couple of kids, uh, you know, who are veterans, who have been, you know, there, who have done it, and uh, and and are going to be, I think, smart with the football. And again, in a first football game, to have veterans in those in those key spots is a big deal. In game one for Montana, though, the key for the Grizzlies, nothing else, win, just win. It does not matter how. It does not matter what it looks like. If. If South Dakota turns the ball over 10 times and you still only win by one point in triple overtime, it does not matter. First game, win the football game. If you win the football game, everything else falls to the wayside. doesn't matter. And you can deal with issues, problems, things that look bad, things that were ugly, your mistakes, which there will be plenty of both directions later. But you got to figure out a way to get a W. Montana is a three-and-a-half-point road favorite in this game. Minus 180 on the money line. So they like this Grizzly team in Vermillion. Obviously, the the history, even the recent history of the series goes in favor of Montana. But this is they haven't played since 2014. I mean, this is all new personnel, new coaches. Everything's new. Even the stadium's like half-torn down, evidently. So we'll see what that looks like. Tomorrow on the television. 1 o'clock kickoff, Montana versus South Dakota. That'll be on ABC Fox Television. The Montana State game, by the way, on Fox Sports Southwest, I believe it is, and streaming on on Go on Fox Go, Fox Sports Go, something like that. So you're going to have to go track this game down if you want to watch the Montana State game. The Montana game will be uh, broadcast locally. It will be with the South Dakota call, but it will be available here on, uh, on local television in western Montana. So there you go couple of games. Can't wait for them. Right after this, the Knock On Sports. Anthony Knockreiner talking to us about the opening day of the high school slate. Next. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport. Easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. 
That's right. They got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. But with the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home even when you're not. Now we got to zoom that camera out. Got his son from school, took him home. School's back in session, and Regime Seabrook is back in the studio. Tutel Nuanas. 1029 ESPN Radio, broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy. Online at KurtzPolaris.com. Happy to be with all of you. SWX Montana Television. Hi, how are you? Hi, Regime. Greetings and salutations, Great my friend. Great to see you. Nice to see you Thanks too, brother. Being here. Uh, time for our prep extra segment. The perfect time for you to come in here. It is brought to us by the Farmer State Bank. Checking and saving accounts available. Free internet. Find the one that works for your family at Farmer's State Bank. Open an account online at farmersebank.com as well. Kids going back to school, open up their bank accounts maybe for the first time, getting their own accounts. It's Farmer's State Bank. I'll help you out. Uh, Regime, yes, we sir. are going to have uh, an interview that we did with uh, Anthony Knockrider from up there in the Flathead. He yes. calls Flathead Games. So he put together a preseason poll with all of uh, all the classifications, top five poll, basically a media poll. Uh, but you are uh, coaching the freshman over at Sentinel High School. We're yes, here Dane Oliver later in the show uh, today. Uh, but Sentinel uh, has Jackson Lee coming in. Oh, but boy. it is also, just in general, the first dang day of football in in uh, at the high school level the prep level across the state so it's a great day i'm so happy that you're here this is fantastic thank you my friend it is it is christmas in august yes uh, sir gotta love it we have a full slate of high school this weekend yep. college started you know earlier this week last night really uh it is a great time of year to be a sports fan would you uh you coach up the freshman kids who are coming in yes. and when when you get a group of kids, it's a significant jump from to go from you know eighth grade and and what you're playing in uh, middle school absolutely up to formalized high school football. Yes, what do you try and accomplish with the kids when they first get there, and you have you know not even two weeks with these kids before they're starting to play football games? The the biggest the biggest transition is is physically kids are always going to rebound. The biggest transition is mental, emotional. Mm. Um, and, and, and then the physical part is the conditioning. They're just not as well conditioned as they should be coming from eighth grade, going into, going into their freshman year. Um, it's always kind of a, a, a wide opening. Like, wow, this is, this isn't a 45 minute practice. This is a two hour and 45 minute practice. It's right. like, yeah, buddy, welcome, welcome. Put your big boy cleats right. on. Right. Uh, so just really preparing them mentally, emotionally, and then by proxy alone, the physical. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a huge transition. The kids eyes are always open. Like coach, this is harder than I thought. And it's welcome to it. Yeah. It's what football is, man, especially in August and around the country and in the state of Montana. Absolutely. All right. Uh, Anthony Knockreiner, the knock on sports 
Had an interview with him earlier. Here it is for you now. Talking about football across the state. Opens today at the high school level. Happy now to be joined by the knower of all things high school football, our good buddy from out there in Kalispell, Anthony Knockrider, the Knock on Sports. Anthony, how are you, my man? Good to have you on. Thanks for being with us. Well, Ron, I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, I'm excited, man. I'm on my fifth cup of coffee. I got some energy drinks, uh, drinks that are waiting for me a little later. Uh, I'm ready to finally start the high school football season. We've got some great matchups all over the state tonight, and I'm very lucky because I, I think I've got the game of the week between Flathead and Bozeman. So, uh, is seven o'clock here yet? Yeah, I know, right? You got to get I just easy now. Pump the brakes on the Joseph, my man. You got to make it to seven, you know, before the game gets here. But it is a fun day around the state. Obviously, the opening of the high school season uh, here this evening. And so you let you touched on it. Let's start there. Uh, you call the games for Flathead and you do have a great one tonight against Bozeman. I know Bozeman suffered a, a, an injury or two here in the offseason that could change a little bit of the complexion, but obviously still just the one high school in uh, the one double A high school in Bozeman still and uh, and so they we expect them to uh, once again be very good and of course Flathead coming off a state championship title game run well here's the deal I mean if you ask aside from Braves fans everybody's picking Bozeman to win this football game and it does not surprise me when you look at this game here's the deal you know what you have in Bozeman uh, I mean obviously going into the season you knew they had probably two out of the three best players in anybody's board in Mikado O'Reilly and then you've got the junior Ken Iden who had 21 sacks a season ago and is already getting big looks uh, from power five teams in college football so uh, with Mikado O'Reilly being out you would think, okay, well, who are they going to go to? Well, and this is the interesting part. I didn't realize this till about three days ago. Asher Croy, who rushed for 2,173 yards a season ago at Huntley Project, is now with the Bozeman Hawks. He's going to be getting carries tonight, and he's not going to be easy to bring down. So, again, you think about this. How good was Bozeman really going to be if McCade was healthy with those two running backs? That was going to be a nightmare for defensive coordinators, but, Asher Croy is going to be really good. He's going to get the bulk of the carries. I expect him uh, to be a tough, tough running back tonight. We'll see how get my first look at him because I've never seen him before. Uh, but again, Ken Nine is another guy that I'm really, really, really intrigued to see how how he plays and how Coach Weshy uses him this season, especially on the offensive end. We know he's lining up a defensive end. He's my number one ranked defensive end, my number one ranked player overall in Class AA football. Uh, so this guy's going to be fun to watch tonight when I get that opportunity to see him. And then on the other end, uh, Chance Sheldon Allen, the 100-meter state champion for Class AA. Uh, this guy is lightning on the field, and I'm very curious to see how Flathead's offense, without Kyle Sampson now, is going to utilize him and other players that are going to have to try and replace and fill the shoes of now gone Jaden McNeil, Blake Counts, and Anthony Jones. You know, it's interesting. You you put out uh, uh, the, the the top five basically teams in the state preseason rankings for all the classifications of high school football. It took a media poll, and we'll go through some of that. Billings West, maybe not surprisingly, tops that poll in Double A as the defending state champion, and then Bozeman, also perhaps not that surprising, is there at number two. What I think is interesting is that Flathead is really they're they're tied basically for fifth uh you know on this with helena high kind of down the dock in a little while kind of really middle of the pack ultimately when you talk about just 14 teams you talked about all the guys that flathead lost but what do you expect out of this team this season and and particularly coming off of uh being you know a state runner-up performance well, I think that the key is going to be just kind of seeing what Coach Upham and his staff bring to the table tonight because, again, that's an unknown commodity. I mean, we lost those three guys, 
We also lost the head coach, who's now an offensive coordinator at Montana Tech. And so the Matt Upham era begins tonight. What is that going to look like? I don't think there's going to be any drop. I think, again, there's just a lot of people haven't seen this football team. There's a lot of question marks that a lot of people just don't know about yet. Cooper Smith's going to step in at quarterback. You've got a very athletic six foot three, 195-pound quarterback, uh, played for the basketball team, very good three-point shooter, can definitely uh, run up and down on a basketball court. So I expect his athleticism to translate uh, onto the football field as well. He was the backup quarterback last year. He's got good size. He's got a good offensive lineman in front of him with Max Anderson, a guy that's being looked at by both the Bobcats uh, and the Grizz, my number one offensive lineman in Class AA football. So I don't expect the Flathead Braves to just drop off after a great year. This still is a football team with a lot of really good talent. We're just going to have to see if those new faces are going to be able to live up to what their predecessors did. On defense is where the strength of this football team is, though. you got middle linebacker Paxton Boyce, number three on my linebacker rankings, a guy that racked up a, a lot of tackles, took over for an injured Gunnar Landrum last year and handled the calls. Coach Upham really likes uh, Paxton Boyce, and the Flathead Braves returned their entire linebacking core from a season ago. On top of that, their secondary Brian Wells played really well towards the end of last year. Uh, he had an interception that ended up uh, setting up what could have been the game-winning drive in the state championship game. I think he's going to have a big season. Tannen Bile over at corner, Chance at corner. Uh, this defense looks really good. you got Tanner Russell, who's my number two defensive end, 16 sacks from a season ago. Uh, that's the, and that's the really cool matchup. I'm kind of curious to see how that competition goes between Ken Knight and Tanner Russell. Who can rack up more sacks tonight? Staying in double A, coming down here to Missoula, though, as we are on in Missoula on the radio. Uh, obviously, uh, high school football is a lot of times just about kind of the best couple of players on your team, what they can do, and especially if they play both directions. And obviously, Sentinel ends up with Jackson Lee, who transfers in uh, from Flint Creek uh, uh, Co-op, uh, and he's headed to the Grizzlies next year, so one final season to play. 11-man football for him. And then Hellgate even got a vote in the poll under the top five. They didn't end up in the top five, but that's uh, nice for the Hellgate. Nice to get a look anyway, and obviously, Raleigh Wooster is one of the top athletes in the state, period. Certainly a basketball prospect, also a football prospect as well. Big Sky trying to kind of figure out where they're at right now in, in a lot of things, but Sentinel may be leading the charge in the city of Missoula here in the preseason, right? Sentinel's definitely my favorite. When you look at Hellgate, I don't expect Hellgate to get blown out. I expect them to be an improved football team. They're going to be a tough out. you got to bring your lunch pail in the Western AA this year every single night when conference play opens up in two weeks. And the same thing for Big Sky. Big Sky, is, they may not have the, the most talented team, and they may not have the biggest team, but they'll still punch you in the mouth every Friday night. And with Coulter Janicaro, not quite as big as his older brother Levi, who's now with the Grizz. Coulter is still a very dangerous running back. I mean, this kid racked up 882 yards a season ago. I expect him to be the full bell cow this year. Uh, I think Draven Lincoln's going to be the guy that's starting a quarterback for them as well. they got two big wide receivers in uh, Mayo and Fred, so they've got big targets to get there. So offensively, Big Sky looks like they could be really, really good this year. It's just a whether or not they can move the football down the field and whether or not uh, if they can just hang in there for a full game. Uh, but Hellgate and Big Sky, those are going to be two really tough football games. But as you alluded to there, Ryan, it's all about Sentinel and Jackson Lee. Now, they've got a quarterback battle uh, between Cruz and Gay, and so I'm really kind of curious to see who's going to be a starting quarterback because as far as I know, 
uh, Coach Dane Oliver has not announced a starter. And when I chatted with him a couple weeks back, uh, he was still in the process of just, okay, which guy is going to step forward and, and make the biggest leap? Um, so I'm very curious to see who ends up starting and how Sentinel uses Jackson Lee because you talk about the numbers that he had last year, you know, 64 receptions, 1,100 receiving yards, 22 touchdowns. I know that's an eight-man. Uh, he had uh, five interceptions a season ago on the defensive end. How does Sentinel sprinkle Jackson Lee all over the field to get him in space to make plays? Because we know he's going to be the primary weapon, uh, considering the fact we, we saw Elias DeWaters. He's now with the Grizz, Rylan Ort over at Montana State. Uh, they had a hole in the playmaker uh, role at, at Sentinel, so I think Jackson Lee's going to fill it quite nicely. We are going to hear from Dane Oliver coming up here in the second hour as well, and I think ultimately, uh, Anthony, he's actually going to platoon quarterbacks. He's going to take both guys, and I mean, not to say certainly that one guy couldn't, you know, over the course of of uh, you know the first few games, kind of be, you know take the take the role, take the lead there. But it sounds like both those kids are going to play, so it will be interesting to see how he uses them, and like you said, how how he uses Jackson Lee. It is the Knock On Sports joining us here on Tutel and Nuwanis. He's up there on KGEZ in Kalispell every single uh, night, and also calling Flathead Braves game 600 AM, 96.5 FM. And uh, one final thing on Double A, and then we'll move to the other classes here briefly, but. Give me your pick. I mean, the season hasn't started, so I got to know who's the state champ 2019 double-A state of Montana. Uh, I'm going to have to skirt this one just because I don't think there's a clear favorite, but I will go out on this limb. The state champion will not be in Billings this year, as the last three state champions okay. have. We've seen senior with two, West with one. I think that trend ends. It's in some other city. Which one? I don't know, but the state champion's not coming out of Billings. Okay, very good. Uh, let's quickly move on to uh, Class A and B. Your Class A top five has the Hamilton Bronx, uh, ha- Hamilton Bronx down there as the number one team, obviously a team that's been to the last two state championship games in AA but lost them both. They lost last year to Billing Central, who is the number two team in Class A. What do you expect out of, uh, out of Class A, which is very top-heavy, a lot of talent in, uh, in Class A in the top across the state? I mean, I think for Hamilton, it's just clearing away the Hamilton Bronx. I mean, uh, Billy Central is going to have to reload. They don't rebuild. They just reload. Columbia Falls is a young sophomore quarterback in uh, in Peters. So we're going to have to see what Columbia Falls and what can they do with a young football team because they've been so good the last couple of years. Um, I think for Class A, it really is Hamilton at the top tier. I mean, somebody could probably catch him on, on the right night, but Hamilton's also brought in a ton of talent. Uh, and with Carson Rostad there, I mean, arguably between, I think it's between him and Tommy Malott for the best quarterback in the state of Montana. And uh, depending on you know who you side with, I mean, having that type of quarterback makes your life so much easier. One is a football team as a head coach. So having that guy gives Hamilton, I think, so much of an edge over everybody else where they're still trying to figure out their quarterback situation. Frenchtown is going to be a really interesting team, though. I've heard a lot of good things about them. They're really stockpiled for a great year as well. That matchup between Hamilton and Frenchtown should be a real good one as well. And then Dylan's Dylan. I mean, you cannot count out Dylan any type of year. I know they haven't been to the state championship in a couple of seasons, but Dylan's going to have a field of good football team, and they're going to be tough. And uh, so I'm really curious about them. Miles City's going to have a really great, great defense this year. Uh, one team, and, and here's a dark horse, and I got to give Brian Reed uh, credit for this because he gave me this. Libby's a real dark horse. They returned almost everyone on their football team a season ago that was averaging only 400 yards per game. So uh, Libby's a team to watch. 
Okay, and then to Class B, Fairfield, the uh, defending champs. Or excuse me, uh, 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 yeah, Fairfield is uh, the number one team in the state according to the poll, getting 11 first place votes, but five first place votes going to Missoula Loyola, and Loyola has uh, been to the dance and always a bridesmaid, never a bride. It seems like in the state championship game, dating back to you know, of course, the 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 hail mary loss against Eureka a few years ago. But they're a very good football team once again at Loyola, and then Big Four Conley Project in Eureka rounding out the top five what's your view of the class b you have to start with fairfield i mean what less riders doing over there again he just again he's another coach another program that they don't rebuild they just reload and so for fairfield i don't know if fairfield's going to go undefeated i think class b is going to see just a little bit more parity at the top uh the teams aren't going to be as strong i think loyola's poised for a really great year like, you know they've got a lot of really good football players back i know they got those triplets there uh, that are looking pretty good. Uh, Big Fork, you can't count them out. Uh, okay, they've got a new football coach similar to Flathead. We're going to see how they play tonight against Townsend. Eureka brings back a ton of talent as well. Uh, they've got some really good football players uh, to keep an eye on. And so for me, Class B, it, while, again, it's going to be the usual faces of Class B football that are going to be at the top and be in deep in the playoffs, so like your Loyolas and your uh, Big Forks and your Fairfields and others, uh, I think that you know it's just going to be those teams there, but it's going to be a really, really interesting year as we just see some new names and new faces because I don't think there's as many names that we're familiar with in Class B, but we are going to become familiar with as the season progresses. Knock, we appreciate it very much. It's the it's the Knock on Sports, Anthony Knockrider. You can follow him on Twitter at the Knock on Sports. You can also listen to him up there in the Kalispell area, six hundred AM, ninety six point five FM, KG Easy, calling all the Flathead Brave football games all season long. Knock, appreciate the time, man. Really appreciate you guys, uh, and I will talk to you soon. There you go, Anthony Knockrider, Knock on Sports. Uh, we did not get into Class C, but uh, quickly, just uh, regime since we're here, uh, the Class yes. C uh, preseason poll in eight-man has Flint Creek still as number one, even with the loss of Jackson Lee. They're still uh, up there at the top, and you know if you've won two straight, probably you're going to get the incumbent number Absolutely. one. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Fairview uh, to Shelby. After that, Great Falls Central and then Clark Fork uh, Centerville is uh, top five in Class C. Six-man, Weebo, always a power. Always. Uh, Jordan, after that, Big Sandy. Shout out, Big Sandy. Who do we got? John Tester, Jeff Amon, Big Sandy. Shout out. I feel like there's one other person from there. eh, Comes in threes. Anyway, uh, and then Geraldine Highwood, uh, fourth, and Hot Springs. Hot Springs up there at five. So very good uh, to round it out. That is our prep extra segment. It's brought to us by the Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank, remember your first bank account? Well, the world's more complicated and more connected now. Explore explore the security banking options with your young adult at Farmer's State Bank. Okay? And help you out with all that. Quick break. We'll come back. I'm going to talk to Regime for a while. We'll Let's do that. Carolyn out for a little bit. We're going to go to Regine after this. Coulter, you and I both know being healthy is a very, very important part of life. Am I right about that? Indeed, guess it is. Well, one of the things that makes me healthy, think you as well, fiber. Gotta have it. You sure do, man. You need to eat your fruits and your veggies, your bananas. You gotta get all that stuff in. Maybe even some bran. Plums. All of it. Fiber is very important. Well, guess what? turns out it's important to communication as well. You might be surprised to learn that Blackfoot and its partners have invested millions of dollars, truly, in building a fiber optic network throughout Montana, through Bozeman and around Gallatin County, 
More than 30 miles of fiber optic cable have been laid by Blackfoot. That's amazing. Impressive, innovative, and a perfect place with the way Bozeman's been growing. Click on the link below, goblackfoot.com slash ESPN. They're not trying to sell you anything. They don't want you to do anything. They just want you to know what they're up to and how they're improving communication across the state of Montana. So go to goblackfoot.com backslash ESPN now. On the range, they got a lot of nice girls. I'm for a little bit of school and football all together at every level. Okay. Jim's got some thoughts for you on that. Sue Telling the Waters, 1029 ESPN Radio. Broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy online at KurtzPolaris.com. Great to be with you. SWX Montana Television on the stream, on the YouTube channel. Maybe you're listening on the podcast. We appreciate all of that. On Twitter at Gus Tutel at 1029 ESPN and at Skyline Sports, your uh, relevant uh, titles. Regime, uh, football is back. College football, high school football feels oh so very good, doesn't <laughs> Thank it? Thank the stars, yes. brother. Yes. Uh, and it's interesting because this tie that exists between academics and sports in general, uh, but it is football season, so we can say academics and football. Uh, from the high school level through collegiate, certainly not you know in the NFL. And it seems like it's been more and more... I don't know. Close your eyes and swallow hard when it comes to the 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 academics and their level of relevance or importance to, you know, big time college athletics. Right. Certainly. And even basketball with the one and done rule where it's an utter nothing if you're a one and done kid where there's You register for fall classes and that's that's it. it. It's all you've done. And so uh, but you have, you know, you are an educator. You work in the school systems, counseling, and all of this, and as a coach, uh, you know, at a bunch of different levels as well. And I know that you think about these things and have some strong feelings about it. Absolutely, I, th- I think uh, we as a society have put more emphasis on what a kid can do physically than what he can, can he or she or they can contribute academically to this world. Uh, we have lost sight of what the term student-athlete means. Like, we've put more emphasis on the athlete and a little less stringency and, and, and emphasis on the student. And uh, we kind of need to get back to that. We need to get back to educating these children who happen to have these exceptional physical gifts. Uh, if, if, if Jackson Lee from Sentinel goes out and he tears his ACL, God forbid it doesn't happen tonight against Great Falls, he goes out and tears that ACL. The doctor says you can never play football again. What's your backup plan? If you have focused solely on football or hockey or tennis or volleyball, and if you not and you have not put that same type of intensity and scrutiny on yourself academically, you are now behind the curve. Right. Yeah. It. it especially you know, the Big Sky Conference is kind of an interesting animal that way right. because it's Division One, big time Division One sports, mm-hmm. but it's also not Power Five. Big time. Right, right. Uh, and the path to go and be a professional athlete and make the sport your work mm-hmm. uh, or your career is, is I mean, we know what the percentages are, what the likelihoods are that that's going to happen. They're very, very slim. Slim to heck no. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. And so the, the academic 
side of it uh, is one, you know, that could be and should be taken seriously. I think, you know, having there's a level, there's, there's a time at which you just have to take ownership for yourself uh, as, a, as a student, you know. And I think that, I mean, you and I were both college kids. True. Uh, at one stage. And, you know, did the, we were there for the academics, certainly. And you were, you know, in an Ivy League school and then at Cal. And so that was a, a big, big thing for you for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, therefore, the experience, if I might say, of being in college. And certainly there's plenty of kids who the experience of being in college is the sports that they're playing. And that's what they are into. True. And trying to convince them that, no, 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 you're also here for this is, at like I said, at some point they have to take that on for themselves to believe in that. Mm-hmm. But the structure of it is also built up in such a way. I guess I would say this. Coaches, there's a lot of coaches out there, it seems to me, who want their kids to be successful in the classroom in order to be eligible to play sports, not in virtue of what that could potentially bring them. Then there's a lot of coaches who the educational aspect is truly important to them, but they all say the same thing, it seems like. Like, the sound bites that you hear about how much we care about <laughs> academics and being good in the ca- classroom and great students and all this stuff. It's all the same, and it's very hard to decipher, well, this guy actually cares, and this guy only cares about, you know, did you clear that 2.0 hurdle or whatever it is so that you can be on the field? Yeah, I, I think I, I love everything you just said, and I'll, I'll go backwards to kind of, Answer your question with a question while giving you an answer. Great. So you said the 2.0 thing. That's my problem right there. If you show up every day, breathe hard and bring your coffee to class, you get a 2.0 just by showing up. (laughs) So like to me, like that that baseline of 2.0, you're not challenging your athletes to be any better than a 2.0. My issue with that is then when this guy gets hurt and you treat him like a commodity, or her like a commodity, and you're no longer a person, all of a sudden the scholarships dry up. Yeah. All of a sudden that's your last year there because yeah. you can't produce. So why not make it three? Or I'll, I'll take two eight. Mm-hmm. So at least you can strive to get something to procure that education on the backside. How many, how many people have you known either personally or professionally, you know, through your job where – they they went to a Stanford or they went to a they went to Oklahoma State or wherever they went to, they're one and done and they're out and then there's nothing. Mm-hmm. They 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 can't even sell insurance because they can't write their own names. Yeah, they can't read and comprehend and 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 regurgitate information at a rate that most adults who went to school or trade or whatever are able to do. So you have these these kids just coming out unprepared. However, in this great city of Missoula, Montana, we have two shining examples of people who not only talk the talk like you said about where academically whatever but they walk the walk bobby hauck today talking to his sister about bobby's getting those kids up they're hiking the m they're back down the m and then they're sitting at a desk for four hours because if you're strong in the classroom you're even stronger on the you're stronger on the field or the pitch or the pool or whatever your situation is the other thing about that is if you're academically strong you're not looking over your shoulder did I get? Did I pass that test? Am I iffy? Which then doesn't translate well on the field right. or or the pitch or whatever your sport is. Right. If you're worried about your grades and this could be my last game, then you're not 100% effective at the time of attack for your team. Right. So right now, we need to sway back to make the kid strong in the classroom. He'll be 10 times stronger on the field yeah. or the court or whatever your situation is. The other part about that, and I tell my kids this at Sentinel, sports are temporary. Two of you are going to the next level. 
Your education is eternal. Mm-hmm. This is what's going to carry you through life. Let's go. Yeah. And 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 having parents understand that I have friends who their kids are in AAU year round, but their grades are horrible. Mm. Their social development is poor because they're not being developed in the ways that are going to predicate and yield greater results in life, not just this temporary microcosmic part we all know is sports. Right. Good stuff from Gene. Appreciate that. Thank you, brother. Suck some maybe college football, just the football side of it. Oregon, Auburn. Sure. Who's going to be the fourth team in the college football playoff? Do we agree on the first three? We'll go through it all right after this. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 